so the big the million dollar question of why everybody wants to to read it and compare themselves and whatnot managers want to see it brokers want to see it how much do carrier reps make i mean that's that's the big question and i know there's a lot of factors that go into it so why don't we talk about that a little bit well they seem to continue to make a lot uh i think i think for if you throw out the under five years of experience, I think the median this year was 300,000. So as we know from our statistics class, the median is sort of the middle, like there's as many making more than that as there are making less than that. But if you're sort of in the middle of the pack and you're making 300, I'd say this is a pretty well-paid role. What's yeah. the part of that question? Yeah, no, uh, perfect. So median 300K. And then what have you noticed with like years of experience? As, as, as uh, that's, that's been a cons yeah, that's been a consistent trend throughout. Just the longer you're, what, what makes sense? The longer you're doing it, the more you make. And I, I guess you could think, oh, that's surprising because maybe people get burned out. I, I don't find that to be the case. I mean, maybe you do and then you leave the industry. So if the people who remain... Uh, I think the trend is that they tend to move to selling national accounts. Um, but the results show pretty clearly every year, the more tenured you are, the more you earn. And what could uh, somebody just starting their career, you know, kind of as a, as a group rep or an ancillary rep, what can they expect financially? You know, they're kind of doing a good job in those first couple of years what's what's their income look like uh, that's a great question and I always tell uh, the youngsters starting out um, that it's it's 36 months to hit the mid six figures let's say 150,000 uh, so it, it's not 12 months and it's not 24 and it's not 30 but if you're doing the right things making the broker calls being responsive doing the job doing the work um, you know, the first year you might be on some sort of guarantee if you were brought in from another industry or you're on some sort of subsidy if you were hired from college. And maybe you can earn $80,000 in the first year. And then the second year, I think you, you tend to, you're off whatever training wheels or guarantee or, or subsidy you were given. And then you probably earn a little bit similar, 80 to 100 in the second year, but it's more legit. It was more on your own sales and commissions versus having any kind of financial aid and then i think it's by the end of that third year that it pops that's when you get into the 150 and then you're sort of hopefully off and running um and i think it, it i don't know if it slowly climbs from there or if it, it you know jumps a little bit but I'd say by the fifth year, it appears you're making, you know, if you're in the middle of the pack, you're making 300 grand. And as I say that, I, I, I feel like there's going to be people out there who are like, wow, I've been doing this five years and I'm not making that. And I just don't, I just don't have an answer. It seems high. I, I, I admit, um, I try to tell people every year, look, I know as you're completing this, you're anticipating a bonus in March. Please don't include that because we're talking about your W-2 for 2019 and your W-2 for uh, the bonus that you're getting in March of 20 will be counted in next year's survey. And I trust that reps are, are respecting that because it's garbage, garbage in, garbage out or quality information in, quality information out. 
So I hope they're respecting that. Um, but anecdotally, it doesn't feel like, you know, by the fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, you're making 300,000. But I can't argue with the, with the numbers, I guess. Yeah, even if, you know, there is some, there is some, some fat built into that. It's almost like, you know, you ask somebody how much they bench press and they right. add like 45 <laughs> pounds onto it. So, but even if you took, you know, 10% off of it, right? I mean, it's still 10 or even 20%. I mean, it still gives you a pretty decent snapshot. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice number, right? That kind of means. Yeah. Have you noticed yeah. any uh, hot spots like geography wise where people are just making disproportionate higher amount of money? Or they have, or there's more, in, there's more higher income earners in certain areas of the country? Yeah, that was on the, res, on the results. The one that pops out is Dallas. Um, I think Dallas is a great business city. Um, can't remember off the top of my head where the other ones were, but that it's on the survey. There, there were a few. Uh, it, it changes a little bit from year to year. I, I think overall, I would say that's not a strong, consistent trend. Um, I, I, I mean, I suppose of the big cities, you know, L.A., San Francisco, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, New York. Um, but sometimes I think you'll, you'll still have a high earner in, in Kansas City or St. Louis or Detroit. Uh, I mean, we know that Unum office in Detroit always does pretty well. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters entirely where you are. But if you're in the smaller cities, you're probably, and you're doing well, you're the rep that's got the number one spot. That yeah, you're the, you're the you've big got all the best brokers. Spot. You kind of have a monopoly yeah. on that. How about carrier-wise? Any you know, carriers you notice that tend to keep, keep popping up at the top every year? Uh, you know, Unum does, um, and Met does, uh, I think Voya did pretty well this year. Um, but I think partly that's, well, first of all, those are two strong brands. I mean, Unum probably still has the number one market share for group disability. I'm sorry if that's not a correct stat for this year, but we know they have been, uh, Matt, we fact-checking you. Fact-checking. Uh, okay, good, good, good. good. Uh, Met, obviously, strong brand, but they also have the most reps. I mean, I don't know how many reps they have exactly, but I imagine there's a, you know at least two hundred at both of those, and so statistically, they're going to have a higher chance of having more high earners. Um, Boya, it, it's a little bit of a weird one. They're like the one company where a rep can sell everything they're selling life and ltd but they're selling a lot of stop loss as well so it's is, is is that a fair comparison i don't really know but they're very much in the life and ltd game so i include them um those are the three that stand out i think uh you know if guardian wants a little shout out i think even if they don't always have the highest earners i think if you're a medium kind of rep i think that the within a company the median rep probably makes more at Guardian than a lot of companies. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. That's good insight. 